Welcome, everybody, to the NFL Recap Show. We are recapping week seven. I can't believe we made it this long, Joe, without actually fighting each other. I appreciate it. Um, but I have with me Joe, the Brains, Matt, and we are going to tackle this thing this week uh, because we had such a great, interesting week seven, oh, obviously. There fantastic. Were, there were no blowouts. Everything was, like, super competitive. Oh, we we said we said it was gonna be a bad week, and I, yeah. I think we we underestimated how bad it was gonna be. Yeah, and it started it started Thursday with you know a game that just personifies why the NFL is the NFL. I can hear cheesy people saying any given Sunday well, it was a damn Thursday, okay? Uh, <laughs> Case Keenum probably played better than Baker Mayfield would have, and the Browns won seventeen fourteen. Um. My God, Teddy is just going through it right now. I'm a little disappointed. Uh, and he wasn't, like, super bad, but he could have been better, I think. But you have to give it up to this this Browns um, defense. And, of course, the star was Dearness Johnson. 22 carries, 146 yeah. yards, and we are back to seeing running backs don't matter. I mean – it, it, it's true, unless, unless you got Derrick Henry, I guess. Maybe he's the one running back who matters. But, I mean, yeah, this is a Cleveland team that's banged up on the O-line. This is not their full group of starters. They've got a backup quarterback. So you would assume Broncos are going to try to stop the run, and they couldn't do it. I mean, it, if you've got a guy like Stefanski who knows how to scheme up run plays, and just a five capable linemen they don't even have to be great you you can run most of the time yeah and um Stefanski probably isn't getting enough credit and and I think um I think he's doing a a, a, the best job we've seen the Cleveland Browns coach do in a long time since Uh, they came back yeah I wasn't I wasn't a fan but um I gotta give him credit because navigating on a short week with with your backup quarterback uh both superb running backs being hurt and um, just a host of other various injuries. Um, you definitely should get some credit for that. And and the Broncos are not an easy out for people. Um, they make it tough. Uh, they're, but, they're also, to be fair to them, they are also a very banged up team. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you think Vic should be on the hot seat, Fangio? Uh, I mean, you know, it depends how this season goes. I think obviously, I mean, they made a decision to not pursue a quarterback beyond Teddy Bridgewater. So I don't think you can look at that QB group and be like, oh, we had Bridgewater and Locke. This team should have been kicking ass every week. But so, I mean, if, if they get to like seven, eight wins, I can see him sticking around. But, you know, if you're down there like five and 12, six and 11, you know, I don't think Fangio's shown enough where I would give him a lot of the benefit of the doubt if things start to fall apart here. My God, Vic just needs a quarterback, man. The Broncos just need a quarterback. We've seen what they can do when they yeah. have a quarterback. They just can never seem to get one. Maybe they'll get Aaron Rodgers next year. Um, That's true. That That is obviously the dream for Denver. So Yeah, let's, let's see. see. Oh my God, Aaron Rodgers with uh, my my guy Judy would be a dream come true. I, Judy Sutton fan. and Fant. Yeah, I'd be a fan again. But um, before we get to to that dream, 
we need to talk about these Cincinnati Bengals, man. Look at my squad. And they only became my squad this week. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> I've not heard this before. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it was my it was my best bet, so I always have to hug the people that give me my best bet wins. Uh, but the Bengals went into Baltimore um, and just demolished the Ravens. It didn't start out a demolishing. It was 13-10 at the half, but then they just poured it on. Uh, 41-17 was the final score. My guy, Joe Cool Burrow, uh, he's got to be Joe Cool at this point because he's so yeah. good under pressure. 23 for 38, 416 yards. I said it on the podcast, which, you know, you don't have to listen to it, but I'll say it again. You will not guard Jamar Chase one-on-one. I don't even, I don't need to watch film. I don't need to keep up with anything other than what I've seen the first two games of the season. You cannot man cover him. Nobody can on, on a basis that you would consider them locking this this guy down for a whole game. It's impossible. Why the Ravens decided to take that risk, I don't know. I personally think the Ravens were a little cocky coming into this game because it seemed like they were just hell-bent on playing their style, even though their style just goes complete opposite to what you would do to stop the Cincinnati Bengals, and they paid the price. Uh, I mean, Lamar didn't play awful, and his passing has improved. Uh, but it wasn't good enough, man. wasn't good enough. Yeah, I, I believe I read uh, prior to the game that Joe Burrow was the number one graded quarterback for PFF against blitzes this season. And obviously, you know, that's that's what the Ravens love to do. Martindale loves to blitz constantly. That's why you're going to have a lot of one-on-one matchups. And I mean, last week, I said the Chargers made a mistake on two of their fourth downs targeting Marlon Humphrey. Marlon Humphrey shadowed Jamar Chase in this game. Like, this is a Pro Bowl corner who gave up over 200 yards. And, I mean, it's not all his fault. You know, the 82-yard touchdown, I think, like, three different Ravens kind of whiffed on Jamar. Yeah. But, I mean, Jamar, like you said, he's been unstoppable. He leads the league in yards per reception. His shortest long of any given week is 34 yards. He's had a 34-yard or longer reception every single week. Like this is, I mean, last year when Justin Jefferson was going off, everyone was like, man, it's crazy to think he was the number two wide receiver on that LSU team. Yeah. That's what it looks like now. It's like, yeah, he's the number two because Jamar's even better. Yeah. It's absurd. Uh, I mean, the, yeah, the impressive thing to me, because I did not expect it at all, is that the Bengals' defense actually looks to be pretty good. Yeah. And it's a defense that, that, um, when I look at teams that have defensive players that are not necessarily um, superb players, like people that you would consider to be like five-star caliber yeah. uh, draft picks, but they're still playing well, that's a good team defense to me. And mm-hmm. and I think, um, you know, on the broadcast, Peyton was t- kind of making fun of defensive players, saying they're just like the dogs that chase the cars, which is, <laughs> is true, which is true to an extent. But when you get a collective unit, playing with a lot of energy and hustling to the ball and just in general playing without fear of failing, you get a good defense. That's essentially what a good defense is. And the Bengals are playing nice and loose. You know, historically they've never had um, great success against Lamar Jackson. So for them to have a game like this. 0-5 up until yesterday. 
for them to have a game like this uh, shows that um, they were definitely looking forward to this. Uh, you know, the Bengals have the edge in this division now. They're they're currently the number one seed in the AFC because they're they're undefeated in conference, so they are currently winning all the tiebreakers. Yeah. So shout out to them. We'll see how their season goes and see if we can. Uh, keep up this high praise but as long as Joe Burrow stays healthy and obviously as long as yeah, Jamar no, Chase, knock on wood. Yeah, as long as Jamar Chase is getting one-on-one coverage, yep, this is what we're going to see. Um a dud by my standards but not most people's standards. The Washington John Doe's went to Green Bay and lost 24 to 10. Um I mean, it wasn't it wasn't really that appealing of a game to me. Uh No. I mean, God, they only had 57 rushing yards on the Packers side, and they only gave up 274 uh, passing yards. I mean, if you had told me that on any other game with the Packers, I would assume that the Packers lost. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the Washington D-line really showed up to play in this game. Yeah, they shut down the run. They sacked Rodgers three times. Uh, you know, they, they were getting after it. Um, you know, as <laughs> The crazy thing, too, Green Bay, uh, their defense going into this week had let opposing offenses reach the red zone 15 times, and they've given up 15 touchdowns. Mm -hmm. I I believe they're the first team ever through six weeks to have not had a red zone stop. Washington got in the red zone four times yesterday, and they scored three points. Like that. (laughs) Now, to, to be fair to them, one of those was a third down run where it looked like Heineke got in. And then they ruled because he dove that he gave himself up, which was an ab- absurd call because he's diving headfirst into the end zone like any other player would. So, you know, bad luck for Washington on that one. But then they also didn't score in the next play. So that's their fault. But, yeah, this was a game where the, Washington was in it. They had opportunities here. They, you know, they didn't get it done in the red zone. And then, you know, Aaron Rodgers, just, you know, 9 of 11, 152 yards on passes, 10 yards or more downfield. You know, that the Washington secondary is still an issue. It's, it's awful to the point where I don't know who who you blame. Um, is it a lack of talent? Is it coaching? I don't know. But um <clears throat> Two and five in that division isn't going to get it done this year. Last year it would have been number right. one. Yeah. I think they started two and five last year. Yeah, they they've got time to turn it around. I'm I'm just not confident that they can. Um, how long do you think it is until we see maybe Cam Newton or somebody come in? Ooh, well, I, it all depends on I guess Fitzpatrick's health. I haven't heard anything in a while, which I assume is bad news. So yeah, I, it's not impossible. You know, I think. Heineke always does just enough where you can kind of like talk yourself into it. I think he had 95 rushing yards, if I'm remembering correctly, yesterday. Mm-hmm. So when he does, you know, he does just enough where you're like, oh, all right, he made that play, he did this. But when you look collectively, it's like this is one of the five or six worst starting quarterbacks in the NFL right now. So <laughs> it's not good. But I, you know, how much better would Cam Newton be? I, I don't know, but I think that's a possibility if Fitzpatrick is not making progress. Yeah. Uh, another team that is in need of a quarterback, um, just a little unlucky here, but, I mean, we got to be honest, the Tua Tungvaloa 
uh, Miami marriage is, is looking like it's headed for a divorce as soon as Deshaun Watson becomes available. <laughs> well, but, unless uh, Carolina beats him to it, that seems to be the uh, the competition there. Yeah. So the Falcons went into Miami uh, favorite too uh, and won 30 to 28. They needed they needed the uh, last second field goal and nobody's talking about it, but um, Young Hoku. Is uh, Young Way, I, I believe. Young Way? Oh, it's Young Way? Oh, you know what? I like Young Hoku. Because <laughs> of the meme. Uh, <laughs> I I gotta say, he's been one of the better kickers in the league. He's not he getting a been. lot of love. I mean, if it was if it was Tucker, we'd all be singing praises up and down, which at, the, at this point, Tucker missing is what makes the news, not him making yeah, the kick. Yeah, exactly. But uh, Koo is, is doing his thing. My man Kyle Pitts is finally getting the attention that he needs from uh, Matt Ryan. Is like Matt Ryan looked at some Florida film and was like, wait, this guy's on my team? And he started <laughs> throwing him the damn ball. Uh, but he's been a, a breath of fresh air for them. Uh, I'm not sure what's going on with Calvin Ridley. I know he took some time off for personal reasons, and I'm hoping it's, it's going to get better for him. But um, the Falcons, when they play like this, are a team that you you have to be a little worried about if you're an opposing team just because they can't outscore you. Yeah, like you said, this is, you know, with Calvin Ridley still not looking the way he did at all last year. Mm-hmm. So the fact that, they, yeah, they hung 30 on him is a good sign. Granted, again, this, you know, this Miami team, among the many reasons that I don't think they should trade for Deshaun Watson is they look like a disaster in pretty much every aspect of football right now. But yeah, Matt Ryan, if you take away that week one where I don't know what the hell is going on with them against Philly, he's played well. Yeah, Pitts looks awesome. This game, you know, they went ad nauseum, we heard yesterday. It's tight end day. And this was like the poster child game where Pitts, 163 yards, seven receptions. Gusecki for Miami, seven for 85 and a touchdown. Those guys were getting work done. Uh, Of course, you know, it's the Falcons, so they still almost found a way to lose. Uh, mm-hmm. I, Arthur Smith, he seems to be figuring out the play calling with this Atlanta group. But up 12 with in the fourth quarter, you go for two. Like, you don't kick the extra point there to go up 13. And that's why they were down one with two minutes left. So that was just kind of a bizarre choice. Um, you know, Matt Ryan decided to try to scramble on a third and eight when they were up <laughs> six. And uh, that ended in a fumble that led to the Miami score. So, you know, they, they tried to find a way to lose. Luckily, like you said, Koo has been awesome, and, you know, they're playing the Dolphins. So, yeah. Uh, Byron Jones and Xavier Howard were back this game. Like, those are the two of the highest-paid corners in the league. And they played okay, but that just showed up the weaknesses everywhere else on this defense because Pitts was picking apart the linebackers and the safeties. Why you would excuse me? Why you would even bother trying to draw Kyle Pitts with the linebackers beyond me? Uh, those types of linebackers don't exist in the league anymore. The, the <laughs> truth is, there just aren't a lot of players in the league that match up with him, yeah. which is why he went fourth overall. Which is why I feel like people should know this. This is something that was so obvious on film in his draft, in his draft report, everything. Like it's. Literally the most obvious. If I saw Kyle Pitts warming up, I would be terrified as an opposing coach. Because you're telling me this guy was a a 4'4", and he's already like (laughs) 6'5". 
Like, what, what am I supposed to do with this? Uh, but either way, a good, solid win for the Falcons. They're 3-3. Three and three. Uh, The Dolphins, the more they lose, the the better it, it helps. Uh, who the who who's got their draft pick this year? The, the sadly for me, it's the the Eagles. Yeah, yeah, the Eagles. So, the Eagles have three first round picks this year, so it's looking good for for their draft picks, not for the team. Um, a game that we don't have to spend a lot of time on. Uh, <laughs> the Patriots just destroyed Ooh. the Jets, fifty four to thirteen. Bill checks a bully. Uh, Matt Jones is is a bully. <laughs> Uh, Damian Harris is a bully. Everybody on the New England side is a bully. It's unfortunate that um, Zach Wilson got injured. I think he's out. They're thinking maybe four to six weeks. Yeah. Uh, and, and honestly, I think that's optimistic. The guy said that his leg felt like loose, which is not a good sign. That's why they traded for Joe Flacco today. Yeah. Which, oh, yeah. that I'm sure that'll help, you know, uh, you replace your franchise quarterback who's injured with a quarterback with neck issues good you traded a pick for that too (laughs) yeah uh rough day all around for them um like you said like this it felt like they were getting bullied i i saw on uh DraftKings their uh sports book before the game they had something where it's like you can get plus 150 odds that neither team will score 27 points Patriots doubled that amount. <laughs> like yeah. 54 is insane. Mac Jones had his first 300 yard game in a game that was not close. And then Damian Harris, 106 yards and 7.6 yards per carry. Like the Jets couldn't do anything right in this game. It was. Yeah. Oof. Uh, well, that, I, just a, a quick. Do you know the last rookie QB? Because I'm looking at the Jets versus Patriots here. And we, we had uh, Justin Fields also play Tom Brady this week. Do you know who the last rookie QB to beat Tom Brady and Bill Belichick? Well, I don't know if it, I guess maybe Bill Belichick too, depending on how last year went. I don't remember if they played rookies. Uh, the last rookie QB to beat Tom Brady. Good God. Does Colin Kaepernick count? No, it was, it was, it was, it, it was after Colin Kaepernick. Oh, was after Colin Kaepernick? Mm-hmm. Oh, then it must have been somebody trash. <laughs> I don't know who. We're not wrong. It's the guy who's playing right now. It's Geno Smith. Yeah, see? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Just took a guess. Like, it had to be somebody trash. Ain't been, ain't been much after uh, my guy Colin. All right, Panthers. <sighs> Disappointing. You you get the gloat, though. You, you've, had, you've had some weeks where you've just been like, I hate my team. Uh, yeah. But the Giants won 25-3. to it was an ugly game for. It, it was least. five to three at halftime. Yeah, it was, a, <laughs> it was a baseball score. It really was. Um, the Giants' defense, which you know, no, no secret, massive disappointment this year. They've been averaging 400 yards and 30 points allowed. Obviously, as we already said, Carolina scored three points, had 177 total yards in this game. Eight of their 12 drives, they went three and out. Um, I guess Sam Darnold must just really hate playing in MetLife Stadium at this point. Um, his first five completions went for 19 yards. He had an intentional grounding safety where he threw the ball into an offensive lineman's back. Uh, it was just brutal all around. They benched him eventually for P.J. Walker, who then went three of 14 and took three sacks. And uh, just as a reminder, even if they trade for Deshaun Watson or anyone else, 
Sam Darnold, they already opted in to his option for next year. He's going to make $18.8 million for the Carolina Panthers next season. Um, yeah, just a disaster. The Giants had six sacks. We have no pass rush. And we had six sacks yesterday. So, My guy, P.J. Walker, does not deserve this criticism, okay? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, the Panthers clearly... We, I mean, we. I think everybody was patient enough with Sam Darnold. He sucks. Okay, we we get it. It almost looked like they could salvage him a little bit, but he has not been good, especially on the road games. He has not been good. Yeah, it, it looks like they traded a second round pick to get worse at quarterback. Yeah, uh, but you know what? You you take a chance, and, and and these things happen. So I'm not too upset with them, but I'm pretty sure they will be making proper moves to get the hell out of this. Uh, I, I would imagine. Uh, one upside for them is defensively, they do get Stephon Gilmore next week. So, you know, the defense, maybe it can carry him if he just plays semi-competent. And then I also want to shout out Daniel Jones for making uh, one of the best catches of the week. So. <laughs> My God. <laughs> so, speaking of great catches, um, did you see Derrick Henry's uh, passing touchdown? I did see Derrick Henry's passing touchdown. Is there anything he can't do? You know what? Looking at, <laughs> looking at Patrick Mahomes' stat line and looking at Derrick Henry's stat line, I can see why Tim Tebow picked Derrick Henry over Patrick Mahomes. And that's said with the most extreme sarcasm. <laughs> yeah, the, this is the, the one week where Derrick Henry will throw for more passing touchdowns than Patrick Mahomes the rest of their careers. This is um this is a big win for the Titans. Um, yeah. I, I don't know if a team's ever played as poorly as them. And and only had two losses. Uh, and you think about one of their losses came to the freaking Jets. Super three weeks ago. Yeah, super embarrassing. But the it's it's a it's a fire over in the Chiefs uh, clubhouse stadium. Ooh. I don't know what the hell's going on now. I'm gonna keep blaming Spagnolia uh, because I don't <laughs> want to blame Andy Reid. But I'm telling you, Andy, it, it ain't. The next step is blaming Eric B, but after that, there, there's no more shield, Andy. We got to get something going, buddy. Um, it's not looking good. Uh, Patty, from what it sounds like, might have had a concussion or took a hit to the head and, and had to exit the game. But it just the Chiefs just didn't have it going today. No, not at all. A rough day all around for the uh, OCs everyone was hyping up, Joe Brady and Eric B. Um I think, you know, the scary thing here for, I mean, Mahomes now has the longest streak of uh, interceptions tied with Trayvon Diggs for six straight games because Zach Wilson got injured before he could throw a pick this week. But the more worrying thing to me (laughs) is coming into this year, Mahomes, his whole career, two games he'd been held under six yards per attempt, not counting last year's Super Bowl where he didn't have an O-line. It's happened three times this season. They've lost all three games. Uh, his longest pass in those three games, that was against the Chargers, the Bills, and this week against the Titans. Longest completion, 28 yards in those three games. Teams are sitting back. They're just trying to bait Mahomes into getting overly aggressive because he knows he's got to score a bunch of points because this defense is terrible. And right now it's just not working. And it was even worse yesterday because the Titans did a great job getting pressure on him and then eventually Chad Henney. They had 31 pressures in that game. So that's a problem. And, again, the fact that it was against the Bills, Chargers, and Titans are the three teams that have really been able to 
slow them down. Those are all three teams they're going to have to get through if they're going to do anything this year. So, yeah, I think this is a very scary time. The upside to them is they get to play my Giants next week, and I feel like that's a pretty good chance to rebound. But if they don't do it next week, I think it's done. Like, if they lose to us, it's over. Well, I'm pretty sure the Titans pass rush is one of the worst in the leagues, too. Or in the league, too. So that's very concerning. Yeah, this is a defense that was pretty much a disaster most of yeah. this year. Again, the Jets' only game where they looked competent on offense was against the Titans. You held Derrick Henry to under 100 yards and you lost by 24. Not a good look. Not a good look. The Titans had 80 yards of offense in the second half. And it never got close. The Lions almost pulled off the upset of the year. At one Ooh. point, <laughs> the Lions came into Los Angeles. I thought it was going to be a cakewalk. I think um, Los Angeles thought it was going to be a cakewalk, too. And yet the Lions made a game out of it. Uh, 28-19 was the final score. Cooper Cup putting himself uh, out there as the best receiver, not named Javar Chase. Do you agree with that? Uh, I mean, give or take Devontae Adams, Yes. All right. Um, Raymond had a good game. Six catches, 115 yards. You got to give him credit. Uh, It's not much to give credit for on the Lions offense, but um, having him have 115 yards, that might be the most I've seen out of a um, Lions receiver all year. Yeah, that has to be. A big play by Jalen Ramsey in the defense. I think Jalen Ramsey got the interception to kind of – Sealed the deal for them, uh, which is which is probably huge. I thought he was going to get a 15-yard penalty uh, running behind Jared Goff. <laughs> but I think he just, like, ran in a general direction, but not necessarily, like, at him, I guess. So he didn't get flagged. But it, it was looking like he's about to do something stupid. Uh, let's see. I mean, a, a lot of credit to Dan Campbell. I mean, 16.5-point dogs in this game. Mm-hmm. They converted two fake punts. They got an onside kick. Like, that's the stuff you need to do in a game like this. You you lost me when you said credit to Dan Campbell. I, I'm sorry. I, I, credit where it's due. The man pulled out all the stops. It came up just a little bit short because it turns out, you know, they did trade away the much better quarterback for the worst one. <laughs> but And also, I mean, that Lions secondary is beat to hell, and they're, they weren't very good to begin with. I mean, Cooper Cup, like you said, he went off. Robert Woods caught all six of his targets for 70 yards. Like Mm -hmm. they did not have trouble in this game and that ultimately doomed them. But the Lions four and three against the spread for an 0 and 17. Like they're fighting. You got to give them that. Yeah. They play the Eagles next week. So maybe it ends there. We'll see. Yeah, maybe because the Eagles, uh, but you know, the Eagles have fighting them too. Uh, which is it might actually be a the, the Eagles fight shows up game. when they're down twenty in the fourth quarter. Yeah. That's the problem. As as Ronnie says, nobody plays better than Jalen Hurts down by three scores. <laughs> uh, Eagles went to Las Vegas. Uh, Raiders are two and zero since uh, getting rid of their racist coach uh, John Gruden. Uh, it's a, a solid two wins. I think that Broncos game um, was was more trying than this Eagles game. Uh, they yeah. won this game without Darren Waller, too, which who knows how it would have played out for the Eagles if he had a play. Uh, but 33-22 was the final score there. 
it's still Jalen Hurts is still just he's just not he's just not good enough. Like maybe if he had better talent around him, we would see him play better. Yeah. But I think it's very clear he's not the the quarterback that's going to propel you to higher standards, which I think most people kind of knew that, but they they just couldn't keep going with the Wentz thing. So um, it looked like both parties were ready to to end that particular agreement. And so this is what they're left with. They need to find a running game. They really need to find a running game in yeah. uh, Philly. Miles Sanders uh, just isn't getting it done. Although yesterday he had five yards to carry. He only carried the ball six times. Yeah, I, I believe, believe he got hurt yes, in yesterday's game. Which okay. Why he only had the six carries there. All right. Well, I'll say it because I said it to you off air. I did not watch many of the games yesterday. Um, so bear with me if I missed some things here and there. I basically blew up my work computer trying to stream Reds. <laughs> <laughs> it's not uh, not Derek, for lack of effort. Yeah, definitely not. Derek Carr had a great game. Um, Josh Jacobs, I do know, went out with the injury. Um, his status is up in the air. I'm not sure if Henry Ruggs was hurt or not, but with one catch for seven yards, let's hope he is hurt. <laughs> yeah, um, your point about Waller, uh, his backup, Foster Moreau, went for six receptions, 60 yards, and a touchdown. Yeah. So yes. it could have been a lot worse. And as far as John Gruden goes, we've had two games without him. Derek Carr had his best yards per attempt ever last week. He had his highest completion percentage ever this week. So I don't know. <laughs> look, look, I'll give I'll give John Gruden some credit just because he 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 is one of the people who helped um who helped Randall Cunningham when he was in Philly, uh like basically save himself out the blew his leg out or broke his leg or had the lower body yeah. injury. So, I mean, and his pedigree is still pretty solid when it comes well, to Well, I mean, his, and, his 90s, 2000s pedigree is solid. Yeah. So, <laughs> he's, he's technically from the Wall Street, okay? He's got he's got some lineage. So, I, I have to distance myself, but also be like, hold on, man, because you're getting close to insulting my guy. Stay away from Bill, okay? Everything Bill has touched has been a blessing to NFL, all right, or to football. Uh, hey, no, I, I'm, I'm not coming after Bill Walsh. Right? <laughs> right. I have enough sense not to do that. Uh, Texans and Cardinals, us news, 31-5. <laughs> I mean, I'm surprised the Texans scored five. There's nothing to report from the Texans offense. Davis Mills is alive. That's a positive. Uh, <laughs> Kyle Murray had uh, three touchdowns through an interception. Um, Chase Edmonds had 81 yards on 15 carries. Uh, the real story is just the the chemistry it seems that he's got with his receivers now. Ertz had three catches, 66 yards. AJ had three catches, 66 yards. Hopkins had seven catches, 53 yards. So it, it's it's great to see these spreading the ball around. Christian Kirk, Rondell Moore, um, everybody's getting touches. Uh, so yeah, I think that that's obviously the big difficulty with this Cardinals team is. Yeah, I mean, like you contrast them with the Chiefs, where the Chiefs, it's uh, there's two guys, and they're two of the best guys, but it's two guys. The Cardinals, now, especially now that you had Ertz in at tight end, it's you can't focus on Hopkins the way you could have like last much of last year, mm-hmm. because there's four other guys that are gonna kill you. And I, I don't have much else to say about this game. I just wanted to throw out uh, the, the uh, overall stats on yesterday before we get to the Sunday night game, which at least was mostly competitive. The uh, average margin of victory yesterday was 18.6 points. 
That is that's, the third highest in a regular season week since 2001. Yeah, I was gonna say, that's pretty insane for an NFL game. Um, before we get to the Sunday night game um, and I start my rant, I'm going to do a rant on this one. Buccaneers 38, Bears 3. All right, I get it. Justin Fields sucks. Still blaming Nagy a little for some things oh, here. Definitely. Also, also still uh, blaming uh, Fields, obviously, too. He has to have some ownership. But can I just say that it's the most ridiculous thing ever how Tom Brady and the Buccaneers continue to just basically try to pile on stats, man. And nobody nobody says anything. They just let it go. He, he comes from the team bullies. so that's... It's ridiculous. Like, they were, they were up. They were up 30, and he's still trying to pass for a touchdown. Like, they threw it, threw it on third down. Like, why, man? He's coming. He's, uh, as Keith and I have been saying, he's coming for that touchdown passing record. So ridiculous. So ridiculous. Is this is this what the league is about now? It's just a mockery? <laughs> and does it count? He's got an extra game. I mean, yeah, the extra game thing, I, obviously, I, I think like most people, I am not pleased with the extra game, and it does make it weird. But, uh, I mean, I, the Bears offensively were trying to help Tom Brady as much as they could yesterday. Um, six drives Tampa Bay had that started on the Bears' side of the field. They scored 31 of their 38 points on those six drives. When you have 211 yards and four touchdowns, and it's not rushing. We're talking about passing. That yes. lets me know that you you had a short field the entire game. Yes. He averaged five point nine yards per pass. That's oh, right. Well, because yeah, he threw like twelve passes inside the ten yard line. <laughs> ridiculous. Uh, Bears oh, are shout, shout out to Khalil Herbert though. Hundred yards. Yeah. Against the top run defense in the NFL. Yeah, actually, um, I was gonna pick him for my um, for my DFS, and I said to myself, like, you have to be an idiot to pick somebody running against. That's, that's and, what I would have uh, thought. Yeah, but no, that's that's huge, uh, and he's not even a a big back per se. No, uh, not somebody that you would consider that they would run inside the tackles a lot. And then with Damian Williams coming back, there was a big fuss about him taking carries, but the carry dis. Uh, was 18 for Khalil and three for Damian. So um, I know running Justin Fields eight times is a recipe for a disaster. Um, just putting that out there, Mr. Nagy. Sunday night. Uh, I mean, I guess I can start because it's my team. Yeah, I think you I hate it. Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> I was never a huge fan of him, but I thought we could make it work as long as he just fell into the game manager role. I don't have a problem with my team having a game manager as a quarterback. I loved Alex Smith when he wasn't turning the ball over. I thought he was fine. When we finally got a defense and we were, like, basically running people over but still having play actions and him finding Vernon Davis and and Crabtree or whoever else that he could find that was open that first read, boom. I am perfectly satisfied with that type of team, with that type of offense, as long as we don't turn the ball over Jimmy turns the ball over entirely too much, man. The the interceptions are annoying, but that fumble was even worse. Like you 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 can't possibly think you have that long in the pocket, man. And the pressure the pressure is coming from in front of you 
And I feel like you should be able to feel the backside pressure or even frontside pressure. Like, you should be able to feel in the pocket a whole lot better than what Jimmy Garoppolo has um, coming out of New England. I just feel like he should have been trained better. I'm blaming the Patriots. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I, I I always laugh to myself and think about how funny it is. Nobody ever brings up that this is the guy that Belichick wanted over Tom Brady. Uh, but, but nobody ever brings that up. And, you know, it takes a lot for me to defend Tom Brady. But that is disrespectful, man. That is quite disrespectful. Uh, but we we ran Elijah Mitchell 18 times. I guess that's because Trey Lance wasn't available for his 18 carries. <laughs> uh, Jimmy's the quarterback going forward uh, this week as well. Debo Samuel, seven catches, 100 yeah, yards. Good. I think Debo just Debo earns his his yardage. He he does a lot after the fact, um, but the the story here here is just we're just not good enough. Not is just not good enough. That's just what it boils down to. I I had the Colts money line and the Colts to cover the spread, and I'm a not <laughs> and we were coming off a bye week, and I still took that. <laughs> that and that's that's telling because um. I I usually support my team coming off a of bye, but sure. I just don't like what I see. Yeah, uh, per PFF, Jimmy G, 6.9% turnover-worthy play percentage. Uh, for people who don't know, that's terrible. And then, obviously, the other big issue for you guys was the DPIs yesterday, which is a, re- a recurring theme for the San Francisco 49ers. You get defensive pass interference in a monsoon. You are awful. Like people couldn't people couldn't catch the ball when it was hitting them right in the hand, and you're out there grabbing Michael Pittman on the sideline, pulling them down, and then turn around looking at the ref like the ref is cheating you. Like how could you call that? How could he not? How could he not? That's so ridiculous. But also in hindsight, I needed those defensive pass interferences because I had the Colts over 19.5 too. Uh, <laughs> which, honestly, and you, you're gonna laugh at me. With the anticipation that we were going to get a lot of pass interference calls to extend drops mm. and, and eat up yardage. So, boom. It's it's like, if you know your team, sometimes it can be profitable for you. Uh, I miss I miss Buckner. I'm sorry, Buckner. We did you dirty. It should have never went down like that. <laughs> Rick Armstead should have been the one that got the axe. It's the dumbest thing ever. Buckner-Bosa would be the most fearsome combination on a defensive line in like a long time, literally anchored one of the best defenses in the last decade. Yes. When Nick Bosa was a rookie, he had one of the best defenses in the last decade. And how do we repay him? A guy that's rated in between Aaron Donald and Fletcher Cox. We sent him to the Colts for what the number 10 pick. And we got Kinlaw. Kinlaw doesn't even play. (laughs) (laughs) He stayed hurt, and he was a great story. I understand his backstory and the the talent that could have been. But when you have somebody like Buckner and you see that he is this good and he's young, you pay him. You pay him. You you, you couldn't afford it because you got to pay the fullback four and a half million dollars a year. And that's fine. We could get a discount (laughs) on the fullback, (laughs) which we paid him too. But I mean, his his contract's a little. It is flexible, but either way, man, it, it's 
we've got Josh Norman on the team, and I'll end it there. That's all we need to know about this team. So one one last question about your Niners. Where are you? What are your feelings on Kyle Shanahan in this moment? Uh, are you still this, still in? I mean, look, I liked shenanigans when he first came to the team. I like what I saw. I I'm going off of my eye test. I've watched a lot of Niner games. I've watched a lot of Kyle Shanahan as a play caller uh, in his tenure in the NFL. And he's doing that same stupid shit that he tends to do where he's just got to be the genius that he is. And he's changed the offense. We don't run as much motion as we used to. So we don't get the same matchups that we used to get in the run game. And then when we do run the ball, it's it's not it's not a rhythm to the offense. Like we're doing shit just to do it. Like there's no build in our offense. That's why we struggle scoring. And uh, Chase sent me a tweet earlier where it's like 2019 we had the number two offense well you know we had a lot of good play calling them a lot of good rhythm we were getting in short yardage positions and doing the easy things we get second and one now and we'll fucking pass and then we'll be incomplete and we get third and one and we'll pass again and then we get fourth and one and we punt what the (laughs) hell like it doesn't make sense we were not that team in 2019 we were not that team in 2020 when we had nick mullins at quarterback like that's just not the way we were calling plays or running the offense and uh, i i mean i was completely out after uh he ran trey lance like he did and i could not understand why mitchell didn't get the ball we we still are in a game where we ran the ball 24 times it was pouring down raining there was no reason for us to ever pass and he only got 18 carries are you gotta carry like, what the hell? And I think most of his yardage was in the first half, right? Yeah. Yeah, so it's just – and that's another thing. Like we don't have very good second-half adjustments anymore either. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and that, that became apparent um, during the Super Bowl with the Chiefs, and it's been kind of systematically downhill since then. Uh, so, yes, I am, I am one foot out the door. I don't like giving up on people – per se, um, when when you can make a valid excuse that he has played or coached seasons with multiple, like, serious injuries to yeah. his roster. But at the end of the day, when you start doing this Sean Payton, I'm I'm just so smart shit, I can't, I, I don't like it. Uh, McVay, for all his greatness, never strays away from his fundamental elements of his offense. Like, he might not call plays the way you want him to call plays per se, but the basis of his offense and his scheme, those elements stay true throughout an entire game. Even when he lost to the Patriots, um, he, he still attempted to run variations of his scheme. Yeah. Like what I'm seeing from uh, Kyle Shanahan is just a complete disregard for what made you or what got you the success that you've had in San Francisco over the last couple of seasons. And if that's the case, then you need to go. Like, that's just where I'm at. Like, if if it continues, if, you know, if he does, and we're off a of bye week and it was still there, so I don't anticipate he's going to change it. Yeah. But if that arrogance continues, then I don't think there's a place for him uh, with the Niners as a head coach anymore. And the players will end up quitting on him. Yeah, you do assume as long as everything doesn't completely fall apart, he'll get next year just to, like, have a full season with Lance, but we'll see. Man, I don't want him near Lance if he's gonna fucking run him twenty times, man. <laughs> hey, it could be worse. You could have Matt Nagy. So Yeah, that's true too. That's true too. 
Um, any games that you're looking forward to um, next week? Um, well, Titans Colts is a big one because it either makes that division a really good race down the stretch or it pretty much ends the division race. So, because if the Titans win, they'll be up three games with the tiebreaker locked up. So it's over if that happens. If they lose, then it's a one game race. So I think that's a really interesting one. I'm going to go with, uh, Cowboys Vikings. Um, Vikings haven't put together a string of good games um, in a while and we know the talent's there Dallas just keeps getting by the skin of their teeth uh, the last week or so uh, but they're both coming off a of bye week I believe um, yeah, so it'll be, inter- it'll be interesting to see um, who has the upper hand and, and um, if the Cowboys can keep this momentum going but shoot, even next week it still looks like some games like it's gonna be some some blowouts. You got the Bengals and Jets. You yeah. got the um, Rams, Texans. Rams and Texans. I need to figure out who I'm gonna use for my survivor. Uh, <laughs> I might mess oh, around and pick the. And then uh, obviously, uh, you know, I was forgetting the Thursday night game. Of course, Green Bay at Arizona is well, gonna tell us a lot. Devontae Adams is uh is out. Yeah, was, he's, he's got he's COVID. Got COVID. Which, yeah, yeah, a bigger loss for uh, the Packers than uh, the Bears losing Matt Nagy with COVID. So, <laughs> or or Cliff Kingsbury um, yeah. with COVID. So yeah, right. I, I, big Arizona. If they win that game, obviously they should now with Adams out. They're really setting themselves up to. It's just them and the Rams. I'm gonna use the Chiefs in my survivor, so make sure you pray for me next week. I mean, I'm going to pray that you lose, but <laughs> <laughs> if I if I lose, the show's over. That that's we'll a good it. pick, though. I I co-signed that pick. <laughs> All, right. All right, we'll catch you guys next week.